Welcome to On Death. We are a podcast to explore the oftentimes taboo topics of death, dying, and grief. We offer people a place to gather and listen to others around their experience with death and dying, and we aim to encourage and support a healthy relationship with death and to move from a culture of mostly death denial to a community focused on living more fully alive. My name's Tom, and I've got Matt, Matthew here as my co-host, as always. Uh, Matthew, you want to introduce us and bring us in? Yeah, thanks, Tom. Mm-hmm. Today, we have a, a beautiful man who I've been following over the past month or so now, Ethan Sisser. Ethan is joining us from his hospital room. He is a healer. He is a yogi. He is a powerful presence. And he's joining us from the hospital with brain cancer. And I am really honored to to be with you today. It's really a pleasure to have you. Thanks, Ethan, for being here. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. This is fun. <laughs> just what you said of it being fun, <laughs> just to give people a little bit of an idea. You know, I've been following you, Ethan, now, like I said, for maybe two months. And you have had... I believe four surgeries now or five. Uh, Yeah, one brain surgery and then four head surgeries total. So a lot of surgeries and the fact that Ethan can still sit here on this Zoom call and podcast and say, this is fun and smile and laugh is is really incredible. Thanks. Yeah. I mean, it's extremely painful and challenging, but for my soul, like mm-hmm. making these connections and like going through this experience has been quite fun. Like it's, a, uh, um, yeah, like a lot of just blessings and, uh, yeah, connections like this that have happened. So, mm-hmm. yeah. and also it's a big mystery for me, everything that's been happening and even just how we met it feels like a miracle and how we're having this conversation. So I've been experiencing this for like 17 months. And um, even though it's scary and it's always like a a mystery and the unknown, but every single time a blessing happens, a miracle happens. So that's kind of why I want to share my story with people because I know something beautiful will happen. I don't know what it will look like, but um, that's kind of my practice to just be present and show up and um, yeah. And, and that is happening. I would, I would say too, it is happening right now. I mean, even sorry, like uh, a few nights ago, somebody saw one of my videos and she was really like her housemate a few nights prior killed herself and she found her dead body. And for some reason, the universe brought us together and she reached out and I did some work with her and, um, it's pretty amazing. I just feel like the universe has been lining these things up. So I'm trying to like get out of the way and just um, like whatever my role is in this lifetime, 
just fulfill it as best as I can. And Ethan, you said 17 months ago and how we connected was through the Ramdas Facebook group. And one of the things I remember about your story when, when I saw you posting was back when you were living in Maui. And I'm wondering if maybe we can get a little bit of the backstory if you want to take us back to Maui um, when, when you met Ramdas and that way we can get people caught up to where we are. Sure. Yeah, I was living in Maui maybe, I don't know, 10 years ago, eight years ago. And I was looking for a place to live at the time. And I had a friend who was a caretaker at Ramdas's place. And so I went for, um, well, they, they had a position available. So I went for an interview and met Ramdas, which was really beautiful. And I gave him a resume, which is like this thick with all these testimonials. And so he read through it and he said, you know, if you live here, there wouldn't be much for you to do. You'd just be gardening and helping out a little, but you should be helping these people or helping more people or something like that. Hmm. That was kind of a cool experience, a blessing. Yeah. So Darshan with Ram Das, almost like the Neem Kroli Baba get out. You have work to do. Yeah. You have service to do. Go, go and serve. Exactly. And then you were in Maui studying, practicing. And from what I remember hearing is you had some intuition to bring you back home. Yeah, well, on Maui, I met the shaman that I've been studying with and experienced many different ceremonies on Maui. And then I ended up traveling around the world for a few years, um, kind of following the ceremonies, visions of dance, of music. And I went to India. And then, um, oh, after that, I went back to the mainland for a little bit. Um, and then went back to Hawaii to live with the shaman and support his retreats and uh, what he was offering. And then one day my intuition told me to fly back to New York to do some work. Um, that was in October, 2019. And on the flight, I had a minor stroke and then the left side of my body was slightly paralyzed and I discovered I had the stage four brain cancer. So it's not, exactly like Ram Dass's story, but for me, it felt very similar how I was with my guru and, and then just after the stroke, a lot changed and similar with Ram Dass. So he's been inspiring for me. Hmm. The left side of my face, sometimes it's been losing function. If you're wondering why, it's, if it looks different. Hmm. Yeah. Well, um, thank you. Thanks for catching us up. And uh, it's beautiful experience. I don't know. I even as I'm saying that, though, it feels cheap for me to say that. And and I just want to acknowledge that that for me, that sounds like a lot. And uh, and for you to arrive where you are right now with a smile on your face means even more to me now after hearing. Mm. That. Mm. Um, Thanks. 
Yeah. And I, I feel like um, the shaman, he gave me the name E3 when I, I asked if he could give me like a spiritual name. And uh, we were in an ayahuasca ceremony and it was just me and him. And I asked him if he could give me the name and then he, he was resting and I could have sworn he fell asleep like right in the middle of the ceremony. So I was on the opposite side of the altar and I figured, okay, well, he's resting. Maybe I should rest. So we just were resting in the same space for what seemed like at least an hour. And then he got up and he put his arm in the air and he said, E3, embodied, empowered, ecstatic. That's your new name. So that was, that was in July, 2019. And I really feel like he knew I was going to have the stroke and he knew what was going to happen. And it's kind of like he gave me that affirmation to carry with me during the experience. So that's something that, that I thought was pretty cool too. Mm. But he kind of, I feel like he knew this was going to happen and um, like, it's not a bad thing because before I had talked to him about wanting to offer more to the world and to create my own thing instead of just living in the shamanic community and then coming back to Hawaii, like as the new man. So I, I just feel like it's all, it's all part of God's plan. I know it's kind of cliche, but even when I had, when I was uh, diagnosed with the stage four brain cancer, it felt like, like it didn't feel like anything was wrong. It, it felt like it was part of God's plan and my soul's plan. So now um, I'm just trying to continue to follow that. Ethan, one of the things that I, re I really love watching you do is, is say your name in that, <laughs> in that uh, with your arms up and as up as high as you can. And you talk about these parallels with, with you and Ramdas and Ramdas having the stroke. And one of the beautiful things that Ramdas gave us was the aphorism or as some people would say mantra that he was using for many many years is i am loving awareness i am loving uh, awareness. Yeah. and so many of us have gotten to hear him say that and been affected by it because he says it with his whole being and mm. as being someone on the receiving end of it, we could also feel that energy. It's palpable. And when you share yours, and I may ask you if you'd like <laughs> to share to share it a few more times, is it it's it's like this gift that you're offering, you know, this this practice, like I am loving awareness, and your mantra is infused with such potency it's really really powerful thanks yeah um it's definitely been uh, a practice hmm. yeah and it's also it's been a practice to not deny the extreme pain even right now it's it's very painful but also i don't want to deny the, like, the happiness and the love i feel in my heart too so for me, that's part of the affirmation. Um, and uh, it's been really helpful. Mm. Mm. Can you give us just, oh, first of all, I just want to know for, for the listeners, and I'm curious myself, uh, what's your current age? Uh, 36. 36, okay. And I'm curious with the pain and the love 
that you feel just feeling both of those things at the same time right now. Mm -hmm. I'm curious, what is that relationship like? How can you describe that relationship for us? Hmm. It's a good question. Uh, I mean, it's very humbling. Mm. Uh, because in my heart, in my mind, I feel integrated. I feel strong and healthy and happy. The dreams in my heart are still alive. I, I know exactly what I want to create in my life. But the pain and what's happening in the body, it's like um, I can't change it right away. So um, it kind of feels like uh, feels like death and I don't know, heaven at the same time, kind of like, uh, cause I'm not a victim. Like I, I do have control over certain things in my life and in my mind and heart. So, um, uh, it feels right. Like it feels, um, I don't know. Mm. Like the pain, uh, it, it feels like um, it's hard to describe. I'm sure. But yeah, because the section of skull that was infected, they had to cut out that. <laughs> so that's pretty painful all the time. And then the tumor regrew and the left side of the body is kind of getting paralyzed, but it's strange because I could also feel the pain, even though like there's less sensation. Um, but then like, I don't want to just give up and do nothing. And then it, it could lose more function. So like to try to make a fist, like the first step is to just be present and then to uh, use my mind and then also to use my willpower, my strength and tell myself I can do it and just be fully present. And then, actually go through the extreme pain to try to make a fist and then uh yeah, it feels good so that's what my life is like every moment pretty much mm. and then uh yeah, facing the possibility of leaving the body and more pain and and then all the other human stuff like um family and friends and wanting to be with them and help them so i don't know um It's interesting because I was going to make a video today kind of putting out a request and a uh, like, I want to create something beautiful from this situation. Like, not because um, like, it's not just that I'm afraid of dying and I want to live and heal and inspire people. I feel like there's something else that like, it could be anyone in this position, basically, but I feel like there's a reason it's me. Not that I'm special, but I feel like a lot of people either would have given up by now or they would become bitter or angry or they, they would lose hope of the dreams in their heart. But I, I still have all of that. Like, I believe I'm very strong. And there's so many beautiful things that I haven't even begun to create, partially because I can't do certain things with my body. So that's why I have such a deep, like, even though at times... Even recently, I wasn't sure if I would leave the body, but there is a deep faith that like, 
I'm going to fully heal. I am going to, um, like, beautiful things are going to happen. So my prayer is if I could have anything in the world, it would be like a team of people who can kind of feel me and my vision. And they have the, the different, either the skills or the, the network, or that they can support this vision that I have to show, like, I want to show people how to heal from this condition, show people how I face these things every day, different tools, different ways to um, call in miracles for themselves. And for me, it's happening in real time. So I don't want to wait till 10 years till everything is perfect. And so that's been my practice. Um, Because for a long time, I, I wanted to get out of the pain, heal, and then create whatever I'm going to create in my life. But my heart is calling me to, I, I want to do it in real time, if that, if that makes sense. Totally. So for example, like somebody who could, I, I'm not good at editing my Wix website. I know it's kind of like a big thing to ask the universe, but if, if I could just be me, create beautiful things and plug it into whatever platform and help people and share with people, you know? <laughs> We're going to get that. We're going to get that done for you. You know, we're going to put that out there and it will be answered. Hmm. Absolutely. Whether whether Tom and I can help facilitate that or someone who's listening can help facilitate that. And so much of what you're saying, Ethan, of this. I'm sorry sorry to interrupt, but um, for example, like what if I leave my body in a week? Like I want that to be a beautiful, awesome experience for myself and to share with other people. So it's like, I want all of this to, to bring positive energy to other people. And, and so much of what you're doing, Ethan, it is, mm-hmm. uh, you're, you say like, I want to do this. And, and just to tell you, you are like, you are affecting a lot of people and you are special. And I understand the, the humility in you says, I'm no more special than the next person. And that's, what's beautiful about this whole experience is, you know, I, I want to say that you are, and I want to see that, say that I see the beauty in what you are doing in real time. And I see the people that are coming on to the live streams and praying for you and rooting for you. And I also see a man as fully alive in this moment, you know, doing his dharma or doing your service under intense amounts of pain. Like you said, 17 months, most people are total pains in the asses if they stub their toe or get a headache, myself included, my hands raised. You know, I have a I have a stomach ache and I am a pain in the ass. And what I find so inspiring about listening to you talk is you are also not denying the pain that you're in, but you're not allowing your pain to be the only suffering that's happening right now. You know, Stephen Levine says that. Pain is part of the human experience. It's whether you are going to hold on to the suffering. Mm. And 
to just see you really embodying what it is that you're saying, because I'll be honest, Ethan, some people talk really, I don't, now sometimes we'll hear it like 5D or like different dimensions and it becomes very far out for a lot of people. And when you talk in certain far out ways, it still feels so grounded in reality because you are so in your body. You have to be. It's, it's a, there's this constant reminder and you are using this time really as a gift and the gift is, is you and your experience. And thanks for letting me say all that. I know that was a lot. And I, I imagine there might be a little bit of, uh, okay, enough about me, but I, I really wanted to say that to you. It's a pleasure for me to even say that. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah. But not too much because you'll make my head big and then it will hurt. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I even want to pile more on top, actually. Um, I'm, I'm here. I'm here in Florida right now. Um, and normally I'm in Los Angeles, um, but I'm here. I flew here on Monday because my stepmother left her body on Saturday very mm. unexpectedly. And uh, I'm here supporting my dad in, in this process. And I'm just watching you know, as I write this, this obituary and as I create this memorial for her, um, and what I'm noticing, I was initially going to say that, that death brings people in, but actually it's life that brings people in mm. and being so alive right now. Mm. is bringing people in mm. and it's making life so much juicier whatever that means for anybody who who's feeling that right now mm. but that palpability of life is thick right now in this moment with you mm. Tom, can you share your stepmother's name for everyone? Yeah, her name is Shirley Kubik. Shirley. And yeah. Shirley died on what day? Let's just say that. Saturday, February 12, uh, 20th. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. And... Uh, just in case I forget, I wanted to share that like, for a few months, I felt like I'm on a death rebirth portal. That was the best way I had to describe it to myself. Um, but then a few months ago, I felt like maybe other people are going through something similar, but in their own way, and then possibly even the whole world, <laughs> you know. So I would have these live streams where we would do the E3 affirmation through the New Year challenge. And then instead of waiting till the pain comes or we're near what we call death to, to share our, the dreams in our heart and our New Year's intentions and just intentions overall for our life. And then we would all do the E3 affirmation together and we would say, I am embodied. I am empowered. I am <laughs> ecstatic just as I am. And then we'd breathe in the positive energy like exhale and ground to the earth and come into uh, 
not instant coffee, but instant meditation. <laughs> so we'd all come into our own form of meditation. And whoever shared their prayers, we would all send them love and positive energy. And so I did this each night for, I don't know, a few months through the new year. Um, so my point in sharing that is that I, I feel like I'm just kind of an extreme example of what other angel humans are going through and that um, we can all help each other. Like, because um, I've been experiencing lots of pain and there's fears every day, but one of my practices is to go into the pain and the fears. And then, uh, for example, going in a freezing cold shower or just, I don't know, trying to reach the arm up and visualizing healing. But then the next moment, it feels like, uh, feels like a rebirth, like a, uh, um, I don't know, it feels like something beautiful. And th this has been happening all day for like 18 months, not just physically, but then of course, psychologically and relationships facing death. It's like, how many times can I create a living will? It's like, <laughs> wow, that's a good practice right there. Having to actually think about, well, if I leave the body, is that what I really want? Like, and then I think, well, no, I actually want to heal, create prosperity and help many people, help my parents how they've helped me. But then the next moment I realized, well, maybe I don't even have control. So then I have to surrender and maybe cry and then move to the next moment. So these are the kind of like death rebirth experiences I've been going through. It's not just a, like a theory for me, but I'm grateful I have the chance to practice it. So that's part of why I, I like, I just think it'd be so cool to have like a team around me and like, it's not just about me, but there's something like a beautiful that can happen that I, I, um, I didn't think of it till before our interview, thinking about putting out the request to the universe that maybe I'm, I, I deserve it. Maybe even though I'm not a millionaire, I could still attract support. And, and maybe there will be other people who feel my heart and vision and they actually want to support it. Um, like even just things like getting my book out there. I, I feel like I'm a great writer and I have a lot to share, but I haven't been able to write for, I don't know how many months. So these are type of things that um, make me really happy actually. And it's not about denying what's happening, paralysis, the cancer, all that stuff. But like, if everything was perfect in my life, I would have these same exact dreams, to be honest, literally the same exact. I would want to help people in different ways, create music, dance, share my beautiful art with people, write. I would want to learn and educate myself in different fields of herbs and many other things. So I still have these dreams that have absolutely nothing to do with cancer per se, but I'm also in this situation. So I don't know if that makes sense, but I wanted to share that with you. Yes, that makes total sense. And, and that's one of the things that I've really loved about watching you and hearing you talk is you have hope. Yeah. And, and your hope and your prayers and your dreams are infectious. They're beautiful. <laughs> and, and you talking about them is giving them life in a way. Mm. Your ability to not deny your state either is also really beautiful. And it makes, it makes what could be very 
uncomfortable for some people, a little bit more comforting, if mm. that if that makes sense. Most I, people, I'll make a generalization. And if people are listening and this isn't you, that's okay. Most people, there's a lot of fear around dying and death. And hearing you talk about you going through those very real fears, it's not conceptual for you. We can think about this constantly and we can do practices to get us to a point where we feel or think that we will be comfortable for that time. But until that time arrives, it's all conceptual. Yeah. As I'm doing this, one of the dogs is sleep barking, (laughs) cheering on the conversation. (laughs) So I, I would love if, if you're willing to maybe share some of those, of those fears that come up. Hmm. Yeah. Um, I don't know. They're getting a lot less and less <laughs> because I've had to face it so many times in ambulances, literally not knowing if I'm going to live or stay in the body or leave. And then there are moments where it's like, I have to choose. Am I going to call upon all my strength and inner resources and angel support team and fight with every ounce of energy to stay alive or literally in the next moment, is this my time to go? And it would actually be ego to hold on. And, and I, it's, it would be more liberating to just let go. And every single time it just, I know it's kind of cliche, but it would always just come back to presence and then listening to my intuition and then following it, whether I want to or not. So that that's, that's been how I've been kind of, present with the fear of death because in those moments it's very scary yeah and like uh out of control kind of so yeah it just keeps on coming back to the presence but then also after the presence there's like a deep love and strength in my heart in, in the universe that's always there that i feel and um and then my practice is to just follow that because sometimes it could get easy to just, I guess, psychologically give up. So um, I'm trying to be honest with myself is what I'm trying to say, <laughs> you know, because uh, this could continue for two more years of the extreme pain near paralysis. And so then uh, what am I going to do? I'll make the most of it. And uh, yeah. But on a certain level, I'm not afraid of death. But at that moment, I guess I'll find out. (laughs) But I'm trying to have compassion because maybe even at the moment of death, I'll lose control. It'll be fear. And maybe that's all perfect, too. So I'm trying to, like, not control and micromanage every area of my life. You know, I hope that answers your question. Totally. Yeah. Um, there is a deep sense. It's interesting. It's like, on the one hand, I feel like my life is complete. 
and maybe this was just my purpose in life to go through this experience and help a few people. And during this specific time in human history, maybe I added some positive energy. So there is that possible reality that it's all good. And, and at the same time, any extra is just like gravy. <laughs> so that's, that's kind of the psychological mindfulness practice I have to go through. Because there is sometimes like, oh, I could have done this different in my life. What if I did that? You know, what if I made this choice or that choice? Um, and how did I actually co-create this with God? Maybe I manifested it. Like, but then there came a point where it's like, when does that end? Like yeah. all of that having to integrate and heal and clear karma. So honestly, I'm, I'm kind of over that. And now I'm just trying to be present and like, like I said, how much fun can I have now? <laughs> and, uh, and from this and and uh, actually because in the past one of my patterns unhealthy patterns was hibernating self-sabotage self-criticism just like running away suppressing myself so I'm I'm very grateful that those energies were integrated before I discovered the brain cancer like I never felt happier never felt more grounded more um, connected to nature. And then I discovered the tumor stuff, you know? So I, I feel lucky in a sense, most people would have had to make extreme changes overnight, but it was almost like mm, my guru and life and just all the previous teachers and even Ram Dass, it's like all preparation for this. I wasn't consciously aware of it, but that's another reason why I feel like I want to create something from this position because there are just too many synchronicities and too many blessings to lead up to this. Um, like for one, I could be dead by now. I could have given up. I could, I don't know, be living on the street. There was an apartment fire on August 8th and I got out unhurt and no one else was hurt. So these types of challenges, but also blessings have been happening. Mm. Um, Sorry, I know I'm kind of repeating myself. No, but, oh, it adds color. Um, and then let alone, even maybe this is kind of like a little ego thing, but just like my art, my music, my dance. Like there are these 3D things, the books, the courses, where real practical ways I can help people. These are things that I actually want to create in this lifetime. And for that, I, I, I feel like I will need help. Yeah. Yeah. I really want to speak to that. I mean, it feels really strong for me right now that like you're calling in the team. All right, let's do this. And like when, as you were talking about it the first time, I was imagining throwing up a canvas on the wall behind me and just like, okay, Ethan, what color, where do I put the stroke? Mm -hmm. And I imagined, you know, having almost like, I guess, Andy Warhol, sort of this army of artists doing your bidding, you know? And um, so I, think it would be really helpful here in this moment to just hear you just let's just let's just call it out you know what do you want like who who if they're listening right now and and for Matthew and I who can we can describe your team who do you need thanks um oh yeah as far as the art luckily I could use my right hand I'm a righty so mm -hmm. um but yeah for example one one thing is like somebody who can can uh, 
they know other people who host podcasts who feel like me and my story might benefit their listeners. So that's one, one example, somebody who can connect me with uh, people who host podcasts or maybe have courses that I could be a part of, like a guest speaker or a guest teacher, something like that. Because sometimes it's hard for me to do research and reach out to people. Like sometimes there's hours just crying in pain. And like, so but that's my practice in that moment. But then in the next moment, when I have the energy, I, like, I want to use it. Um, okay, so I'll try to focus here. So that would be one thing. I would be so grateful. Like if I could only do a few things and just sit in a room for a week before I die, it would probably be... Um, well, I want to finish my books. And I actually started a, uh, an outline for a three-week course called The Five Seconds of Surrender, Mastering the Death-Rebirth Portal with Ethan Sisser, a man with glioblastoma and a vision. So I've been wanting to do that for several weeks now, but because of the pain, I had to go to the ER a few times, and I'm in the hospital now. Um, um, it's on my website, the link. Sorry, sometimes this is hard to like talk about. Because um, sometimes it gets overwhelming. <laughs> mm -hmm. So even with the three-week course, it's like to actually update the website, to promote it, to find people to attend it. All of this, to be honest, sometimes feels overwhelming. But at the same time, like even a few nights ago, like I said, I was working with a woman, her housemate killed herself a few nights prior, but I am perfectly like all these gifts and abilities to help people and what I would want to share in the course and the exercises we would do and what would take place. Like it's all here right now. Like it's, but just the structure of all of this and how to like uh, funnel everything into a direction is not quite there if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I know a lot of people in this space of um, building websites, marketing, all of that. I know people have done things like this and I would mm. love to, I would love to connect you with those people or connect on your behalf um, and, and do what I can to, to make that come alive for you. Thanks. Yeah, I guess that's what I was thinking of, like a marketing, promotional person who has some experience. It's kind of a unique situation, too. So it could be fun for whoever is involved, like a, like a fun project um, like that's happening right now in real time, <laughs> you know? And uh, yeah, so I, I think there's lots of potential could be fun. Also, just whatever happens and whatever I create, I want it to support other people. So it's like, I'm going through my inescapable pain, death, rebirth portal. And maybe, um, I don't know, for example, even raising funds for other people who are going through something similar. So it's like a win, win, win for me, feel good in my heart could help other people. And then whatever is created whether it's a course or a, like a mini documentary or a, whatever I, the books or whatever's creating could help other people too. So it's like a living thing that's happening, I feel. 
and then in addition to because i have such deep confidence that the body can heal and yes i have stage four brain cancer but that's what i want to share in the story like what energetically even created this in the first place and who was i before the cancer and during and after so i have years of training and detoxification and different cleansing protocols and healthy lifestyle but because of the years prior of all the stress and the trauma and very unhealthy escape patterns that were unresolved like all of that went into the tumor that's my understanding of it when i looked into it and it wasn't until after like basically i didn't do enough to reverse the tumor that was formed from the younger years but i did create extremely well i think very healthy habits and like a balanced life and integrated mind and heart so that's part of why i'm so confident that i can heal because like it just feels like everything is set up the the love in my heart the discipline the experience so i think it would be so cool to show people like how do you go from stage 4 brain cancer and do different protocols how do you cleanse how do you build up the immune system how do you build up the nervous system so that's something that gets me excited to start from this extremely painful challenging position and then show people what can be done and also maybe even more importantly is the the principles i'm hoping can apply to any person if they want to cultivate more love in their relationship maybe they'll go through the same some of the same practices of facing certain fears and then experiencing like a rebirth on the other side so that that's part of my vision too i want to i wanted to bring positive energy in other areas of life too and well it's kind of a tangent but i still have a dream of manifesting my soul partner oh. and creating beauty with her so i think that would be cool to show people going from here and then um how did i attract that person into my life Hmm. So these are the types of things that um I guess almost right almost the shaman in that ceremony he said you will inspire many many people. And so maybe that's maybe that's part of my my role in this lifetime. You know and just to humbly accept it that it's all part of the story it's just a story but maybe my story is to inspire people. And if I could do that that'll be fun. That's not my I don't think about that when I wake up like <laughs> I actually don't care at all about like i want to inspire people or, but i just feel like that could happen here and it, it is yeah and and that's the beauty in it ethan is that <clears throat> that's not your you're you're not uh, in that inflated ego driven i need to inspire people today you're getting up and you're living as inspiration i i wrote some notes down too um for for your uh oh. <laughs> Tom's excited. Yeah, I, I wrote I wrote some of that down like little little bullet points too. We'll just like call this in. Uh we want more podcasts. Ethan hmm. wants to be on more podcasts. Um Ethan wants to create a course, maybe multiple courses as he's documenting his journey death rebirth process. We're going to keep creating art, we're going to finish books. Hmm. We have a course called the um, Five Seconds to Surrender. That's the three-week course, All right? 
you are supporting others, but you want to continue to support others and have your work inspire others. You want to raise funds for others that, that need help. And uh, I just want to be in that for a minute. That felt really nice to put out there. Thanks for letting me write that and then share it. Mm-hmm. I was feeling really energized and for a moment it needed to put <laughs> I can say, say, let's be with that for a second. One of the things that I've, I'm really interested about are, especially with your story, is how these courses, the podcasts, the talks, the teachings, the writings, the artwork, how they have your life infused in it, your imprint infused with it. So as the... (laughs) Yeah, it's just one of the nurses. Cool, and so so beautiful. Thank you for all the nurses taking care. Let's just put that out there. Thank yeah. you for all the nurses, the healthcare workers, people driving you um, to and from. And and yeah, thank you to everyone. And I send them lots of blessings too along the way. Thank you. Um, back to that uh, infusion of you in the stories. And I, I was talking with... Uh, a friend and and client yesterday. And this idea of your story being able to have its own life and inspire other people. And then that story is then their story. And that life Mm. is continuing. It's like that from that one seed are hundreds of thousands of trees. Mm. So from your E3, Ethan Seed, it's growing and growing and growing and growing in all different directions. One of the things you said one night, Ethan, and I, I, I think this was one of the most beautiful things that you said, and, and sometimes it does feel like there is this really sweet channel that's coming through in your, in your live talks. You were talking about about dying and death. And you said, God, this is so beautiful. And you said, maybe I'll come back as a song that my teacher could sing. Mm. <laughs> oh man. I was like, oh, like Ethan, that you're a servant of God. You're a servant of love. And most people would want to come back as like, you know maybe a little bit more money. <laughs> maybe I get more money or more love or, or, but to be a song is just an incredible thing to hear. Thanks. Do, do you sing Ethan? Yeah. I love to sing. I mean, that's like, uh, if I had to choose one yoga, it would be bhakti yoga and singing. And that's, uh, yeah, I miss that so much. And playing guitar, I used to play guitar every day and write my own music. After the brain surgery, forgot most of my songs. But yeah, that's if I could do one thing, but sitting in a room forever would probably be just singing. <laughs> yeah, I love it so much. Are Are you able to sing at all now? A little bit, yeah. It kind of hurts, but yeah, I can. 
this is really up to you. If you want to share a, either a song or a quick, um, not like it has to be quick, but if you wanted to share a, a mantra or if there is a chant that you want to share, it's really depending on if you're feeling up for it. Sure. Um, I'll try to think of one that I wrote. Uh, okay. <laughs> hey. as we crawl up rolling like the water in the cosmos letting everything go we are finding beauty in the movement and the relaxation as we crawl up i'm feeling so much gratitude for Ohana, I'm feeling so much gratitude. Mama, we're rooting down below, rooting down below, rooting down below, like the river we flow. We're rooting down below, rooting down below. Rooting down below, like, like the river we flow, 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 oh, oh, like the river we flow, oh, we're rooting down below, rooting down below. Rooting down below like the river we flow. Just kind of haven't sang that in a while, but yeah. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) I mean, my first choice would be to be able to record that with you. My second choice would be to get whatever musician you choose to record that for you. Um, We're going to do that too, Ethan, if you want. Awesome. Yeah, I'm writing that down. And as long as that's in line with, um, Hmm. as long as that's okay for you. But see what I want, like my deepest dream is I want to create these music and share them in different healing ceremonies. Mm-hmm. But maybe I'll get 
good enough where I could share them anywhere. But I do love to share these prayers and ceremonies with my shaman and at retreats and stuff. Yeah. 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 I thought of like Deva Mune, I think is her name. Uh, somebody like that or like Nick Mulvenny or something East Forest or I don't know, like these guys who and gals who have these beautiful crossover worlds of ceremonial type songs and also sort of like a presence in a like a produced kind of way as well. Mm. Uh, yeah, that's so beautiful. So, so beautiful. Yeah, that was incredible. You're you've touched Tom and I, and I'm I'm certain that other people listening will will feel that, feel the beauty and love in that song. I do have one more question for you. Thank uh, you both so much for your time. Oh, Ethan, thank you, man. Thank you. I feel very honored. Thank you. Sorry, you, you were going to ask a question? Yeah. Um, I just, you know, you've talked about healing a lot during this and healing yourself. And I just really would love to hear in your words uh, what healing would be for you. Hmm. Thanks for asking that. That's a good question. Well, I guess it's on many levels. On one level, it's like, I want to be as present as I can with everything. And for me, that would be a one form of healing. Like there are these things, it's called the 11 foundational principles, which is another, I'm trying to not get frustrated, but I want to write about that. It's kind of like the 10 commandments, but I saw them in meditation in India. So the 11 foundational principles, um, I forget what I was going to share. Oh, so healing would be to, um, oh, the 11 foundational principles, the passive machine mind, like there are three minds, the uh, passive machine mind, like you could call that the ego, but I like the passive machine mind description better, like we're thoughts and energies and feelings that aren't really us, and they kind of disconnect us from our soul, they enter our consciousness. So for healing, for me, would be to try to keep the, the loving mind in my consciousness more than the fear mind. So that would be one form of healing, which I guess I have some control over that. Another form would be to, uh, oh, to stay alive in the body. Um, yeah. And then to just create, I want to create optimum health. I don't want to just survive for a few months or years or heal or, and I don't want to just get out of pain. Like, I believe the body can be optimally functioning eventually like that. That's, that's the direction I want to go in. So for me, healing would mean to at least try to go in that direction. Um, sometimes I'm very, maybe, I don't know if it's too humble and strong and I can endure the pain, but I would like to get out of the pain, <laughs> you know, that would be nice. I'm trying, I'm trying to accept it and make the most of it, but I really would love to get out of the pain. I would love to just be able to do basic things with my body. 
Yeah. And then also manifesting my life purpose. For me, that's directly related to healing because I'm not going to be in the body forever. So I want to like do my job and hang out with Ram Dass at home, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Um, sometimes I wonder if I'm going to like leave the body and then come back or I don't know. Somebody recommended a book called Proof of Heaven. I don't know if you've heard of it. It's a really beautiful book. It's by this neurosurgeon who worked for many years doing brain surgeries. And then after many years of doing that, he had a, I think he had a stroke or something. And he was in a coma for like seven or 10 days. And while in the coma, he had all these amazing experiences with God and I think Jesus and all these angels. And just, he saw the, the foundation of reality and learned so much. And obviously he survived and he wrote about his experiences and called proof of heaven so sometimes i wonder if i have to go through something like that being near death so many times i don't know but i i do like uh i don't know if channeling is the right word but i do feel like i have certain energies that i'm meant to share with the world i don't know exactly what that will look like but i have a deep sense that that's part of why i'm here um so that would be really beautiful to, I guess you could say it's here now, but at the same time, I feel like I've hardly even begun my life. <laughs> I feel like I'm not even alive. It's just like the old is dying. I'm being reborn, but it's just feels like hardly beginning. Yeah. So thanks for hearing all that. Thanks for sharing. Ethan, if... If we can, um, I, I would like to offer the three of us and all of our listeners, you know, we'll do this live, but listeners can, can also do this because we know that the teachings teach us that time and space are non-existent. We're not, not denying them. We do know that we are bound by some of these, these laws. But really, if people are listening to this at any time, um, to just sit with some loving energy and send you some healing energy and also um, do a little healing practice with you, if, if that's mm. okay with you. Yeah, yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, sometimes it's constantly back and forth, like all these dreams and these visions I'm sharing. And then literally the next moment I have to lie in the bed in extreme pain and just be fully present and forget about all these dreams and efforts. So yeah, I, I have to remind myself. Thank you for reminding me to, um, I have to receive support and prayers and healing and yeah. And, um, and uh, yeah, receive help. And the invitation when we do this in a moment, if you are listening, you can, if you'd like, close your eyes um, with us. You can place your hands on your body. You can place your hands on something. There's no wrong way to do this, just so, so everyone knows while they're home. So I'm gonna keep my eyes slightly open and if you at home want to want to join us, um, 
We'll all just take a couple of breaths together. And we connect our breath to the vibration of, of love. And then whatever is in your practice, even if you don't have a practice, you can just imagine however it works for you, sending Ethan the sweetest loving strokes. The sweetest loving, healing breaths. There could be color, it could be visual. And the trick, so to speak, is that our love cannot be depleted. Our love is endless. And so you don't have to hold back in this moment. And in this moment that you're doing this, Ethan is able to receive. And the power of your love being received is just as potent as it is as giving. So there's this beautiful loving awareness, this loving breath, and this back and forth And just a couple more of these breaths, really go for it. Mm. Yeah. And that can continue on and on and on. And we appreciate everyone who is connecting and, and loving and using your gifts as a healer. <sighs> Thank you everyone for, for joining. Ethan, I'm really honored and treasure this time with you. And I'm excited to see how we can help and grow some of your prayers and hopes. I'm inspired by your bravery 
I'm inspired by your courage. I'm deeply touched and affected by your song. I'm imagining just holding your hands right now. I love you so much, brother. I love you so much. Love you. Thank you so much. Thank you. If you want to share any last thoughts before we go, and and then I'll ask you to do your affirmism if you can, maybe mm-hmm. two or three times, and we'll sign off with that. Um, but if you have any closing remarks, you know, or things you want to share. Mm-hmm. I mean, if people want to connect with me on Facebook, my name's Ethan Sisser, S-I-S-S-E-R. That would be great. Um, yeah, and the way that I do the E3 affirmation, I do it all day long, just as a mantra. And then sometimes I'll consciously do it. Like I'll notice something that's challenging or painful. Um, so yeah, I'll do that now. I'm noticing that I'm in the hospital room. It's extreme pain. Uh, the body is exhausted. Um, and then also I'm noticing the dreams in my heart. So I'm going to be doing the E3 affirmation to kind of be in the middle of both of them. Uh, So this is how I like to do it. I am embodied. And then I like to take a deep breath in and out after each part. I am empowered. I am ecstatic, just as I am. And then I like to take a deep breath and feel the positive energy and then grounding it. Yeah, so that's it. Ethan, that was amazing. We're, we're feeling so great over here. Um, I'm so glad we got to connect. And I know that we will stay connected through this time and beyond whatever that looks like in whichever way that is. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. We'll be in touch. Yeah. Thank you everyone for joining. Keep up with Ethan. We'll post all of his information in the show notes and let's get the, let's get working on this list. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this is going to be fun. Thanks. Talk to you soon. Friends, thank you so much for tuning in. It was a real pleasure and honor to speak with Ethan. You can find more of his work in the description below. Follow him on Facebook. Check out his live streams. And if you are one of the people that he's calling in for some help, please reach out to him. He would love to speak with you. Yeah, or reach out to us too. You can email us at uh, ondeathpodcast at gmail.com. Yes, thanks, Tom. Next week, friends, we have Baraka Blue, who shares beautiful Sufi poetry. We get into some of the mysticism um, in the Sufi lineage, and we're really excited to have him. He's a beautiful guest. He has a very amazing pace and Really a pleasure to talk to. Can't wait to share that with you. Um, And with that, Tom, if you want to take us out for today. Yeah, absolutely. So, 
<sighs> Finding your seat and giving yourself a little wiggle. Taking in all of that experience, that wisdom, the depth, the profundity of, of beautiful Ethan's share today. And exhaling together and feeling the air leave the body, energy leave the body. And this is death. And then as that inhale comes back into the body and you feel everything come back alive one more time, this is life. And we'll see you next time on death. Mm -hmm.